0: On a Zoom with me is someone who is going to, on the last day of Women's Month, no less, is someone who is going to teach us women about property and all of the fun things that we can do with it and how we can get more of it. Because my grandfather always used to say, you should make your money work for you. And I can tell you as a property owner that it is 100% passive income as long as you're doing it correctly. So we have Jessica Hofmeyed on the line. She is an incredible person, human being, who's going to explain all of this to us. But firstly, hello, Jessica. Happy whatever day this is. Happy that day. Thanks. (laughs) It's a good day. I guess every day is a good day, right? I mean, some better than others, but we're not going to get into that at the moment. (laughs) Okay. So Jessica, you are an estate agent, correct?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, so in a broad term, yeah, that's what we do, but we actually property developers and then we own another company called house that does property management. So we don't really look for stock. We just create our own stock and then manage it. Wow.
0: Calling property stock. Okay. This is going to be great. You're going to teach us new things. Um, tell me something. How does a woman Get into property development because historically, like even when I think of it now, I'm thinking of men in hard hats, shouting the odds kind of vibes. You sound very nice. I mean, I'm sure you can shout and wear a hard hat, but how does one find oneself in this world? Well, I mean, you know, from an interior point of view, it's kind of
1: been dominated by women. And I think that's been something that's kind of then spread through into the other design aspects. So architecture, you'll see there's a strong woman presence. And then on site, we're seeing more and more project managers. So I think where it's come from is women were involved in certain aspects of the development world. And now they've just in and just taken from start to finish control of the whole cycle and it's been it's been fun i mean i've worked with incredible women um that have done exceptionally well architects project managers there's even a a friend of mine that started her own construction company and um yeah i think it just has to do with having a dream and just implementing it from start to finish is like the most exciting thing and it's just uh it's just growing into something pretty magical to be honest
0: This is very exciting. That must be an incredible thing to see from conceptualization to a building that you're actually cutting a ribbon on. And you did that, you know, you and your team did that. That must be incredible.
1: Yeah, it's so fun. And I think it's, um, you know, we've seen with, from a woman's perspective is um, the attention to detail and Mm -hmm. the kind of specific items that just don't they hate me on site because I, I've just finished <laughs> a, a basically a disco ball pizza oven. Cause it just seemed like a really good idea.
0: Wow! And they
1: had to cut like tiny little pieces of glass and mosaic on this pizza oven. And it is the most amazing pizza oven, but I think the contractor wanted to kill me like 20 times. Cause I would not change my mind. And I think that's where the differences come with women being more involved in the industry is that we've pushed the boundaries on the specifics rather than just the design of having something cantilever. It's been the small items, the finishing touches that just make the building also feel a little bit more homely rather than just a design, you know?
0: I agree. Also, Jessica, I'm stealing that idea. Oh no, I'm going to send you pictures. You'll die. I promise (laughs) you. It's like, I can't stop staring at it. It's
1: my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) I'm going to marble everything. I didn't know you could, but now that you've given me permission, I'm going to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. My dog better not It's still too too long. Okay. So talk (laughs) to me a little bit. So now we know what, what exactly you do, but how did you find yourself in this world? Did you study it? Like what, what was the process to get you here?
1: So, my mom was working as um, a neonatal nurse at night and then started as an estate agent during the day because my dad was retrenched and obviously with three children you're going to have to figure it out. Um, so she started working during the days and then during grade 11 and 12, I started house sitting on the weekends for an estate agency in Dane um mm-hmm. just to make some extra cash. And I just absolutely loved it. And they'd give us commission if the house sold, if you were sitting at it. And I think I sold like 10 in one year. Oh, wow! Um, so I made some good cash and then it's just something that I've just always been passionate about. And uh, my mom was then poached um, by a company century that I work for now and I was visiting her the one weekend while she was working and I met the guy who was head of sales then and I kind of convinced him to give me a job um, because I was finishing my trick and I wanted to start like straight out of school, just working um, and then studying in the evenings. And he gave me a job um, commission only collecting um, money from those that were building in the retirement village. So you do claims like at the end of the month, whatever's been built, you build them for, and then they had to pay. Okay. Um, so I started with that and then it just, yeah, I just, I've just been hungry to just get involved in everything. So I've basically done it all. I've done the marketing, I've done the project management, I've been on site, I've done environmental and now do all our interiors and just basically worked my way up and studied at night so I did an international project management degree uh, through wow. a university in America and um, I've done you know marketing and bits and bobs I don't I mean I don't formally have any one qualification but yeah. um, I, I think you just learn through doing it right yeah
0: yeah and it's so much better I mean and I'm Pinterest not- is a great I'm- help <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love you so much for all the validation you're giving me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, goodness.
0: I spend far too much time on Pinterest. Pinterest and TikTok DIYs, that's where I It's I'm
1: it's right. addictive, right? Yeah. You just can't stop. I've literally built like 300 homes in like 2 days.
0: So <laughs> Me too. But then the problem is, right? I walk through my own house that I live in and I look at all the things that I want to Pinterest or TikTok and I think of all the money that it's going to take to do it. And then I just get sad because I'm like, oh, but I want to do it now,
1: today. I know. In the I next know. half an hour, you know. <laughs> it's so addictive. Luckily, I get to spend other people's money. So it's a little bit easier for me.
0: See, see. So you must have an amazing house, like a dream house.
1: I live in Waterfall in one of our developments um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's super special. I'm not going to lie. I've also built two houses, one in Waterfall um, and both with X's and then (laughs) one in Haldifantana. (laughs) I've just got a thing for like meeting men, building houses and then leaving them with it. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a thing.
0: Uh, well, I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm very problematic because the only time I ever go to Waterfall is to drink on the polo fields. So next time yeah, I'm there, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely giving you a call because I am going to come and see the houses that you're doing.
1: Yeah, but 100%. I- you'll, you'll die. They're beautiful.
0: I've definitely. Please. No, maybe that's not a good idea because I can't do this to myself anymore. I can't buy any more things. Um. Okay. Jessica, speaking of buying things, you are an expert in this field. I feel like at least, and I I wanted to talk to you, especially with regards to women, right? Women very rarely own where they live. Um. Women are very rarely leaving the men that they're leaving with the things that they bought or created. Um, And I I wanted to maybe talk into this a little bit. So first question is renting versus buying as a woman. What is the difference and which one is better? Is there a better? I don't think there is a better. I think it just depends where you are in your life, to
1: be honest. Like um, renting is a very kind of short-term solution. So... You can easily pack up and leave if you're someone who wants to go and live in Cape Town or you want to move overseas. There's a lot of benefits that come with renting because you don't have to look after the maintenance of the house. You don't need to worry about the rates and taxes and the levy and all those additional costs because when you're buying a house, it's not a quick flip. Um, I think that's something that people need to come to terms with. It's definitely a five to 10 year kind of investment if you want to make decent money on it. And that's that's the big decision, I think, between buying or renting is just how long you actually want to be there. Um, and also if you're buying, you need to buy something that is going to last your life for 10 years. I mean, buying a, a one bedroom apartment, I mean, you can rent it out, but to be honest with you, the market's so flooded with apartments at the moment, mm-hmm. you're not really going to make your money back on that. Um, I have quite a big stance on it. I mean, a lot of people say it's just my opinion because we own four and a half thousand units that we rent out and 98% of them are apartments. But if the there's about 8,000 Apartments that get brought onto the market on a on a yearly basis in Joburg, and it's kind of flooded the market. So I always tell my clients: rather rent from us and save the difference because it still is cheaper to rent than buy. Rather save that extra money um, and put an investment account for a deposit on a cluster because Mm -hmm. there's less clusters around, which means the demand is higher. And in five years from now, there's like as developers, we don't do clusters anymore because it's just too expensive and you don't get your, the same money back on that piece of land as you would if you put like 20 units on it, you know? Yeah. So buy a cluster, a three bed with a garage for like 2.5 million. And that will last you 10 years. And if you do want to rent it out when you're done and you've, paid off your bond it's a fantastic investment from that because again there's so few on the market for that the next thing that you just need to look at is obviously location you know um people especially with covert have kind of gone to areas where it's more lifestyle orientated so mm. buying in an estate is always a good idea um, with a clubhouse and activities and stuff like that um and also then just close to to santon is a good idea but obviously it gets more expensive areas like waterfall kyle Army, Bryanston, up-and-coming areas are always a good area to buy in four does really well but obviously if you live in santon the traffic from four is always interesting um but location is always key and what's happening in that area is always key because if it's already reached its peak it's not a good idea to buy at that time because you're not really going to make that good of money on it. Rather get in early um, and buy from a developer if possible, because then you also don't have to pay transfer fees.
0: Okay. Oh, that is that is a lovely surprise. I, I that I can talk about forever. Every single time, <laughs> I am shocked and surprised, and I shouldn't be because I've, this is not my first radio, But every time, I'm quite like taken aback by the amount of money that it is as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, so. What, like, do we then need an agent, or can we do this ourselves either way? um renting or buying? because I mean I'm sure you can go into all of those gumtree things and find rentals um, Is it better to go through an agent, and why I mean, to
1: be honest, I think if you've got an idea of what you want with the internet, a lot of people educate themselves, so even when we have clients, they already know ninety eight percent about the development anyway, right because it's all mm. on the website um I think from um, your perspective, if you're going to go rent or buy, you could easily do it on your own. I think from a seller's point of view, you would rather go through an agent because you, not everyone can be trusted and you could get someone who applies with fake documents from a rental point of view or that you know, the money that they're bringing in to buy the property isn't legit, that all that kind of stuff gets vetted by by the agents, you know, so it just makes yeah. it kind of a safer process from a seller or a renter's, landlord's point of view. But from your own personal view, I mean, I guess you could do it on your own. It, it's not very often that people do do that, though, because it's not their full time job. So yeah. finding time to meet at the right, like when it works for everyone, that always becomes a bit of a nightmare. And we've seen that with people that have tried to do it, that didn't really want to, make use of agent services. We don't do external people. We only manage our own properties, but I've yeah. seen it with friends that have been like, oh, can't you help me? Cause I don't really want to pay agent's commission. Then it ends up just being like a full-time job for them. So I guess it depends on how much time you have and how accommodating you can be and how much knowledge you have on on property in general. Cause you would want to know things like- uh, am I with ESCOM or City Power? Because City Power power is more expensive. Do you have backup water? Do you have an inverter in case it's like load shedding from ESCOM? There are certain mm-hmm. questions like that, you know, that you n- might necessarily not ask as an uneducated person on property where the agent would tell you that and educate you on it.
0: Okay. So, what are some of the red flags as a renter now? What are we looking for? What rights do we have? Because I know people often, um, I, I've, I've never rented, but I know that a lot of my friends have, and they're always having conversations about renters' rights and this is wrong and you have the right to do this. Um, how do you know what those are?
1: Well, I mean, as a, as, as, as a renter, you know, you have more rights than a buyer, to be completely honest. Like if you don't pay your bond, the, ha- the bank can just repossess your property. <laughs> so there 's consequences for that where in renting it 's slightly slightly different, and you know there 's certain with regards to the leases if it 's not discussed as per the terms, it just automatically renews there 's certain things like that um, i don 't know that there 's necessarily any red flags I think it 's just key to have like clear communication. I think that going through the contract is quite important. A lot of people don't do that because they're so excited to move into their new house mm. that they don't read the contract. We all just sign things. I've got a terrible habit of doing that. I mean, my car went in for service yesterday. God knows what I agreed to, but anyway, <laughs> like you just sign. Cause you're like, okay, cool. Like i got to get going. And do you know what yeah. I mean? And you're so excited to get in. So I think I wouldn't say there's any red flags. I think just make sure that you're educated on what you're getting yourself into, whether, you know, like, it is a business deal at the end of the day and you're paying a lot of money for what you're doing, whether it's five grand a month or 15 grand a month, it's still a lot of money, you know? Yeah. So just make sure you're 100% aware of what you're signing and what you're agreeing to and what you're getting into. And then there really shouldn't be any any issues.
0: Thank you for saying that. I, I need to see that more than anyone else. I'm exactly the same. I'll just sign. I'll just sign and then later on figure it out. So speaking of that, a lot of renters often ask, I've got this contract, new job moving, something came up, want to get out of it. Is there a way? Is there a way just to get, is there, is there a way to get out of a contract in a rental agreement?
1: Yeah. I mean the consumer protection act basically helps everybody. Okay. So yeah, it's 31 days. Um, A lot of people put like they need two months or three months or whatever. And that's obviously for them to re-rent the property, but basically it's colored notice from the date that you do it Um, written notice. And they Yeah, the landlord can't really disagree with that. I know they're going to kill me for saying this, but it is what it is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I mean, if someone wants to leave the property, I don't really see the point in fighting it for so for so long, you know, I mean, that's obviously on residential and individual with business rights, you know, with business contracts, it's it's um it's likely different because there'll be like a buyout clause where they'll pay out a certain percentage for the rest of their term because it's harder to get those kind of tenants, you know, if they're renting like a 3000 square meter warehouse from you or whatever, or in retail. But residential, yeah, it's a calendar notice. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? If people need to move, people need to move.
0: But I also don't think people know this, you know, because this is a conversation that I've heard in my circles more than once. And I didn't, I didn't know this. Um, I've helped clients that wanted to leave somewhere else to come to me. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we can totally use this. And then when they want to leave, I'm like, please
0: don't leave. <laughs> okay, Jessica, I want to leave Brackman and come to Waterfall. I'm going to give uh, you Done, done, done. You need five days notice. <laughs> I don't need any notes. As this breakdown, we just abandon here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we don't. You just so. leave a note. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sort of problematic. Thanks for okay. having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for everything. Bye. Okay. Yeah. By a question. Um, with with property, I feel like there are in every friendship group there are friends that have been left some and they seem to be doing really well. And then there are the friends that know how to save their money and they buy one or two and they seem to be doing really well as well. So in friendship groups, a lot of the times, um, as the wine is flowing, I'm seeing conversations, especially in us older millennials, uh, me, not you, um, talking about buying property and getting into property and making your money work for you. How, what would your advice be to someone who is looking at getting into buying and renting our property?
1: You know, the easiest way to start is obviously to get like an apartment um, and rent it out. But like I said to you, the competition is very high. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to have massive capital appreciation on that property because there's constantly new units from a developer where you don't have to pay transfer fees. And the competition, you know, with us being in Joburg North, with regards to renting out your property, it's very hard to beat our prices and what we offer because of the quantities that we do it at. So I mean yeah, I mean start with start with an apartment, but like like I said to you earlier, I, I really think that ideally you need to go into something that's slightly different than maybe residential. I've seen um a few guys go into partnership and buy like all the properties in Bryanston and yeah. convert them and get office rights. Um, which is quite popular in those areas. And then you make quite a good return on that because business rights, obviously you can charge, you know, your 200 round a square meter, which is way more than residential. So I think if you want to go into property, you need to start thinking outside the box. Um, A friend of mine bought a property in Chartwell um, and did like a whole container home development on it. And he Mm -hmm. rents those out um, and he's done exceptionally well on that because those are like 450,000 Rand for a two bedroom, fully furnished. Um, and he put eight of those on a plot, which you're allowed to, cause it's not a fixed building. And yeah. you know, you just, so I think if you want to get into property now, you need to start thinking outside the box because mm. the demand for what it used to be 25 years ago is not the same. So, yeah. That would be my, my advice to be honest and meet with someone who knows the industry quite well, look at property that could maybe, you know, even buying a piece of land and getting the development rights on it because it does take time. Yeah. Um, and then selling that off with the development rights is a, is a key thing and you will make great, um, money on that because then a developer can just buy it and, and build, you know, cause all the rights are in place. Stuff like that is where you can make, make some good money. And, uh, the capital input isn't as high as most people would think, you know, with an apartment, you've got to pay the levies, you've got to pay the rates and taxes, you've got to pay the bond. Then there's certain, like there might be a special levy. Every time a tenant moves out, you need to sort out the unit.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There's certain admin that comes with it as well. So I would just say, think outside the box and then you can make really good money.
0: Okay. Speaking about capital investment, can you start from where you are or you have to save up a certain amount of money. Can you approach a bank for help? What is the best way to get started if you're normal, earning a salary, have a bit extra every month, but not enough to go and throw at another bond?
1: Yeah, you just get 100% bond. Anything under one point okay. five million, you can get hundred percent bond for, and that, and then obviously the you know, True. the bank's helping you finance your own business, which is fantastic, and you don't have to put any of your capital appreciation in there. So there's um also a company called FLISP. well uh, not company, it's a government institution that mm-hmm. if you earn below twenty thousand, they will assist you do an application form, but they will assist you with the deposit. So the less you earn, the more they help you. So oh, wow. I think the least amount they do is about 20,000 and the most they do. So if you're earning between five and 8,000 in a month, they will give you up to 50,000 as a deposit that you don't have to pay back. It's just, they obviously want to encourage people to buy their own homes. So there's also that option for people that wanted to buy, you know, something slightly cheaper and, uh, and invest. There's that company Blackbrick that sell those cheaper apartments that are in town and like in the CBD. Yep. That's that's probably a really good one to look into because it's under a million rand, um, and it's, that kind of living is in high demand. It's almost hotel living, mm. so um, that would probably be a good one to get into. Hundred percent bond, and they basically guarantee your occupancy on it. So it's it's quite a smart way to get in, and it's not massive management from your point of view. I was just
0: going to ask that also, I, I would definitely, if I didn't have dogs, I would consider living in the city. Um, oh yeah, I think those, those, uh, we, we were looking at some of those buildings um, for exactly that. And I didn't want to rent it. I was like, I'm going to live here. I'm giving up everything. Yeah. I'm coming to live in the city. I don't need a car. I don't need anything. don't need jewelry i'm just coming to live in the city Uh, well exactly you definitely don't need jewelry but it is it
1: is a nice lifestyle i mean i was in camps bay two weekends ago and i you don't need a car you can run you can cycle Mm. you can walk your dogs you can go to the best restaurant like it's all there it's such a european lifestyle and i think that's something that south africa is really adapting to um if you look at all the new developments you know there's a shopping center there there's a hospital there's a school There's, you know, um, offices where you can work. So waterfall, for example, everything's within a five kilometer radius. You don't actually have to leave the estate and you still get to live a very, very full life. So um, it's quite a, it's quite a mixed use development is definitely a more popular way of developing now because the prices of the properties are incredible because of just the lifestyle that it offers. Um, And I think with COVID people have also become a lot more aware of where they stay
0: and how they spend their time. Yes, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like you guys were a lot more, I want to say lucky, but that's not the right word during the, the, the hard lockdowns because you guys had the stables and you had the, the areas to walk in and you could go run in your, in your enclosed area. Whereas the 100%. rest of us that were just living in suburbs, we were kind of looking at the road going, yeah, no, no. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, Okay, Jessica, what is the difference between a buyer's market and a seller's market? And how do I know? How do we tell that?
1: So, I mean, right now, it's definitely a buyer's market. So whenever the economy is not doing as well, you know, um, and people are a little bit nervous about the country, it definitely becomes a buyer's market. Um, And you'll just see the prices that people are being offered on their properties are are not fantastic when the demand is very high, then it becomes a seller's market. Um, and it always goes in swings and roundabouts. I mean, as a buyer, you want to buy when it's a buyer's market. And as a seller, you want to sell when it's a seller's market, you know? <laughs> so, um, but um, some properties just, just have their worth. I think that, you know, I was having a chat with a friend of mine the other day and they're like, you know, people are just going to have to drop their prices. And I was like, well, it's impossible because they bought at a certain, certain yeah. price and everyone bonds to a certain price. So yeah. From that point of view, it's actually been really good for the market because technically people actually can't afford to drop their prices too low. So it's maintained a certain standard. Um, I think that with the interest rate being lowered, it's definitely increased the popularity from a, from a seller's point of view because people can afford more now. Um, but there's also, you know, there's then you have like the looting and then it becomes a buyer's market again because mm. no one wants to be in the country and do you spend your money on property here. And so it does, it goes in swings and roundabouts. I think that if you have, and I try and tell people, cause we sell stands and people can build their dream home. I always tell them to offer like something special because copy and paste just doesn't sell anymore. It'll sell if it's under 5 million, but anything over 5 million in this country needs to be exceptional. And that's something that people need to think with if they want to invest in building something or even buying something, you need to do your, four bedrooms, en suites, everyone wants a triple garage. There has to be staff accommodation. There has to be a pool. Mm-hmm. You need to do something funky like a Boma, spend money on your kitchen, which is always, you know, a big selling feature in any home. Um, those kind of things, then you, your attention to detail needs to be exceptional. You can't just build a home.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. I don't know why I'm thinking about all of these things from a house in Brackman. That is still only going to be worth what it's worth because it's in Brackman. So I think I need to give up this dream and I need to come to Waterfall and live by you. I think that that's. that's
1: I I promise you, you won't leave. I had a friend who lived in Bryanston and I convinced her to come and rent for me in, in, in Waterfall. And she was like, friend, Waterfall's like in the middle of nowhere. No one hangs out there. (laughs) Okay. She like judged me so hard. I was like, friend, come on, just try it. Anyway, she's been renting for me for four years now and she'll never leave.
0: Yeah, you see, I feel, but I also, every time I go into one of these estates and you go for a bribe, you go for an afternoon at the clubhouse or whatever with your friends, you leave thinking, oh my gosh, this is the life that I want. I want ease. I want, I want to gym on the property. I want to be able to go run with the dog. I want, I want to just feel this. It's almost like a sense of like relief, you know, you're not constantly, and I know that we all talk about this all the time and it's, it's, it's done, but this constant worry about is the electric fencing working? Can I go run with the dog? What time is it? You know, when you're in an estate, there's almost like this, the sense of security and safety that I think we, we need. It's like you're on holiday to be completely honest. And that's
1: what we try and do at all our developments. I say, it's like a five star cruise liner that's parked in Joburg. That's exactly how it needs to be that you don't worry about anything. The landscaping's done, the entertainment for the kids is done. The clubhouse has live music. Do you know, it's just like you're on holiday. That's how you should feel when you're at home.
0: Okay. Well, Jessica, moving in, how do we get in contact with you? If we all want to move in with you?
1: Um well everyone, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um so we've from a selling point of view it's sentry.co.za and then from a rental point of view it's house. So it's hous s.co.za. Um we have the two portfolios the rentals and the sales and I mean, all the developments, whether you're buying for 50 million from us or you're renting for 3,900 rand a month, have the exact same amenities and offer the same kind of lifestyle. And that's what we've tried to bring through in everything that we do. Our slogan is basically expect more. And it doesn't matter where you come in, you should like, you should just be blown away with what we do. So hopefully you'll see that.
0: No, I definitely, I have a good feeling. You know, sometimes you meet people on Zoom and you're like, I really don't like this person. You, however, <laughs> there's good energy here and I, I could definitely, definitely see a lot of people being very pleased and happy and settled after working with you.
1: Thanks, yeah. We try and do it and uh, like half my family works for the company so <laughs> 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 it's a family thing. Everyone's family so yeah, it's it's really it's really cool and we love what we do and we're super passionate about it and literally 70% of my staff all live within our development. So we definitely believe in our product.
0: Right. Well, I'm off to go and mirable everything from my piano to my microwave. Um, But thank you so much for this. This was really, really informative. And I, I think, I think more people should be getting into property because it's, it's a safety net firstly. And Secondly, it's it's going to give you something that's yours, completely yours alone. It's not working for a boss. It's not relying on someone else. It's yours. Um, so get Very in contact with Jessica. All of the information I'll put in the article. Jessica, thank you. Have the best week and the best thank September. You.